different. It's that <laughs> quote, you know, that, uh, that, you know, starting religion, that's where the money is. Uh, it's, it's that kind of a line and also the fact that, that it's been proven, you've proven and others have proven, that, that he really did lie or fabricate parts of, basic parts of his biography. It's that, that's one side of the equation. The other is the fact that he spent hours and days and years writing about himself, thinking about himself, developing the technology, as he called it. And mm-hmm. the, the other argument that members of the church have, have said is this, it, it wouldn't, no man would spend this much time if he didn't believe it. Where do you fall on this question of whether or not he actually believed what he ended up developing and spending half his life writing about? I, I don't think he was a fraud. You know, if he really was a con man, and he, but the reason people say that is he's always making dis- remarks that lead you to believe that. But if he really was a con man, at some point he would have taken the money and run. He never did that. He spent, you know, day after day, hour after hour with these cans in his hand alone exploring the inner recesses of his mind and looking at the needle to see, you know, if if these were true events and past lives and things that uh, he would cough up. Um, and this Scientology really is uh, a journey into the mind of L. Ron Hubbard, and it's a dangerous journey. Uh, it's a dangerous mind. Uh, what, what do you mean by that? And, and how is the the church as we know it now? How is it shaped by the mind of L. Ron Hubbard? Well, everything he wrote is scripture. And uh, everything he wrote for the church, not the hundred thousand words that he would churn out on on, on a regular basis, not uh, his novels, in other words. According to the IRS settlement that the church was able to get in 1993, even his novels are considered sacred and not taxable. You can, in other words, the church can sell them uh, and and not yeah. pay taxes. So I don't. I, it's not the same thing as saying that they worship the literature and that he published in the pulp magazines. But uh, but they do have that sanction. Uh, what about on a personal level? I mean, what was he like, and how did his personality shape the organization? It's entirely shaped by his personality. And even today, uh, you know, for instance, he's smoked. And uh, there's still a culture of smoking in, you know, among upper-level uh, Scientologists, Rolex watches, and the, the kinds of affectations of manners of speech that, you know, you, you, Hubbard had a very distinctive way, uh, you know, the sort of... Uh, he, he, when you listen to the tapes of his lectures, he sounds like uh, a kind of B-movie actor, you know, the B-movie hero, and, uh, you know, swaggering. That kind of language is still implicit in the church. And, they, and there's a sense that he might come back. There, uh, there resi- every church, including the one in Portland, will have an office for L. Ron Hubbard when he returns. And there are um, residences for him. Uh, and his cool cigarettes are there. His Tom McCann sandals are by the, the shower. And he's got a, a Zane Gray novel on the bedside table. And the table is set for one. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a notion that any day he might reappear.